When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Jesse, Rudo, Megan, coming to you live as the Avs get shut out and blown out by the Winnipeg Jets. A 5-0 loss that never felt good. There were no parts of this game that felt particularly good for Colorado I don't really know that we'll have a ton to say about it, honestly, because it was pretty boring and pretty blatant for most of the game. But we can start off with a 60-second rundown. Did you mean bland? Yeah, bland is accurate. Okay. You know. I got it. So basically nothing happened in the first period. The only goal scored... Uh, the new guy, John Luke Foodie, takes a penalty 200 feet from his own net, and the Avs play the pay the price. Great shot from Blake Wheeler on that one. Nothing anyone could do about it. It was just a lethargic game. Not a whole lot going on. I think Winnipeg, near the end of the period, had three shots on goal. Like, genuinely nothing was happening. Avs had some decent chances throughout, but failed to convert. Uh, and then in the second period, the wheels kind of came off. Winnipeg scored three goals. Only two of them counted, but they put three in the net. And the Avs just missed again. McKinnon with a great A chance in front, can't finish it. And it was at that moment you knew it just wasn't happening for the Avs. And if the second period it went downhill, the third period was the cliff that they flew off of. As one minute into that, Mark Shifley made it 4 nothing, And then Blake Wheeler completes the hat trick in the dying minutes of the game to make it 5 nothing. The Avs just didn't do much right. Not bad. Oh, nice. Great. That was even a cute little noise there at the end. Yeah. Put it together. All right. I'm going to start here, and then we can finish with a little bit more of this as we talk through it. Any positive from this game? John oh. Luke Foodie played. No injuries? <laughs> no injuries. Nope. That counts. That's about the extent of the list, I yeah. imagine. There aren't really uh, many um, others. You know what? Here, I'll, I'll dig real deep for one. Okay. Uh, there was... Particular back check by Alex Galchenyuk, where I really liked the effort um, to, to getting back, and he actually uh, good stick work, got a stick on a puck, broke up a pass. Then <laughs> and immediately and resulted then in a goal. Another dance. good play. He went to clear it, and it hit Logan O'Connor. Went back into the zone, and the Jets ended up scoring about seven seconds later. But I really liked the stick work from Alex Galchenyuk. Appreciate you, chat. <laughs> Uh, and genuinely, I know you. You, I'll dig deep for it, but that's the level of stuff you're looking at if you're trying to pull positives out of this game for the Avs. There's not, they didn't overarching play particularly well. I guess you could say they did a good job of winning the possession battle in the first period and a half. Put 40 shots on net. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you put 40 shots on net and scored none of them. So, doesn't really mean a whole lot unfortunately for them. Going through the night on the whole, as we get into the bad stuff, 
let's start with the first period because I really don't think that's a bad period. I don't think you're upset with the way Colorado played in the first period as a, as a whole. Can, can, can I? And like I know we have a whole show to do, and that's why you're doing it. Go like wherever a professional. you want to go. Yeah. But like, does anybody have an issue? An issue with the way the Avs played just in general tonight? Not for the first two thirds of the game, and then it was over. See, but like, but like, you you had an issue with the way that game, like, no, for me, no, like the that, game. I'm just saying the game was over after the second yeah, period. Yeah, no, and, and that's just my thing. Like, I, I don't know. We we were sitting here watching this. It was a brutal game. Like, it just wasn't a good game. They just they just really didn't have it. Yep. But I, I I don't know. I just I just I have a hard time. With as well as this team has played through the injuries, with the focus they've shown, the the structure that they've they've played with, the the work ethic, all of that stuff, I just have a hard time getting upset about a game like this, because again, I don't think they played bad. I don't think they played poorly. Uh, there was a couple individuals who I thought had rough nights. Uh, Definitely, we'll get into that. Yeah, but, but like this is just this is going to happen over the course of an eighty-two game season, especially with the type of injuries you have. You're gonna have a game like this where you play poorly. There was someone in the chat during the watch long that was talking about the Abs have really struggled at five on five. Yeah, they're missing half of their forward core. That that's gonna lead to some struggles at five on five, and they've gotten good enough goaltending. They're, they've won. It seems like every night, except for tonight, they've won the special teams battle. Like They've done all the little things that they've needed to do to stay competitive through the injuries. Now you're just getting to the point where it's like, cool, you need to get through this tunnel, need to get out the other side, get some of these bodies back, and you're good. It's a decent Winnipeg team that that you you could tell by the way that Hellebuck celebrated at the end of that. They were motivated to win this game. That's a team that kind of owned them for the last two years. Just won the Stanley Cup division rival. They're trying to put some distance. Like they were healthy, they were jacked up for that game. The Avs just couldn't quite get there. Like I just, I, I really, I didn't have an issue with the Avs at all tonight. This is a game too. This isn't an excuse, but I look at the chances that Winnipeg had and created, and I didn't think that they necessarily posed more of a threat. I just think the Avs couldn't finish, and there were some weird bounces. Honestly, just a weird game in general, mm -hmm. right from the time that the goal is not called on the ice for the interference challenge, and then a puck going off of Makar's stick for Blake Wheeler mm -hmm. hat-trick. Like, it's just a weird game, and it's that reason that I'm not walking away from this with a high level of concern. Yeah, It's not acceptable. I think the Bednar post-game quotes are already trickling out, and something mm -hmm. that he said is with a leaned-out roster, we can't afford to have any passengers, and he felt that there were a lot tonight. Yep. And Agreed. it's an interesting commentary that I think we can get into where – I don't think this is a revelation of a, a team that's crumbling right before our eyes. I think it's just we look to guys to show up on nights like this, and nobody really did. Like, we even talked about the distribution of time on ice and yep. how it was actually pretty well-rounded throughout the roster. And that was an opportunity for depth to step up, but that was also always an opportunity for our, our top line, our top D pair to also step up. And it just didn't happen. It was a weird game. It's, well, and, and it's what you said there, sorry, Rudo. It's no, what you ahead. said there about Bednar and the expectation. Like, I, you know, I'm sitting here saying that, and, and here's the reality. Like, that, you're going to have nights like this. Like, when we talk to Jared, you know, if, if we talk to Jared tomorrow, he, after they've had a night to kind of process, they say, yeah, you know, things happened. We didn't get a bounce here. 
that one bobbles on McKinnon's stick that would have made it one-to-one. How much does that change the game? You know, whatever. But the reason I, I, I think that people sometimes we got to, you know, take a deep breath after games like this because it is that level of expectation as to why you shouldn't be worried about this. Again, <laughs> we talked about it in the pregame. That, that should have been a scheduled loss. Like, that should have been a scheduled loss. We all know that. And Jared Bednar still sitting there like, unacceptable. The, right, because that's the level of effort and expectation to detail that the Avs have. It's, yeah. I want to go back to your point, Megan, because this team isn't crumbling before our eyes. If you want to make that case, the argument would be this team has already crumbled. The injuries have already happened. And if you believe that the Avs wins, which they're now have won seven of their last four, or last 11, excuse like, me. That's <laughs> Seven of their last 11, they have won, which is solidly over 500. If you believe that all those wins are a mirage and that the Avs aren't actually that good with this roster, you can make an argument that this team has already crumbled. Now, I don't know what would lead you to that conclusion, but they're not currently crumbling. They're either fine or they already crumbled. So... And when you get into that conversation, it's not a hard thing to look at. You had a night tonight where the Avs Big Stars recorded zero points. With a healthy lineup, that probably means it's going to be a loss for the Avs. With an injured lineup, it's over. There's no hope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I mean, literally, you're, you're missing, Rudo, I think you tweeted out before the game. You're missing your second line. It, all of it, you, you, the whole thing. You're, you're literally just missing half of your top six, including two of your top four highest paid players. It's just you're 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 short on you're short on a little bit of depth right now. If anything, I really do. I I'm I'm impressed by where the Avs are right now in the season. It wasn't a great game tonight. Uh, they, they didn't get things to go their way. There's a couple breakdowns here and there that you don't like this turnover. You're, you know, we all talked about we didn't like the way that Gerard played that two-on-one. Yep. Uh, but again, like, you're not going to be perfect every single night. It's the expectations from Bednar that make you feel comfortable. And it's the fact that we've seen more or less this group, even with the injuries, execute that on a nightly basis. And they've won plenty of games where they haven't the abs don't have the best roster going into any of these games, right? like any of these games. And they are comfortably knocking off the Dallas stars twice in a week with two really strong performances. Uh, they go into Washington, a building that has not been kind to them for years, rattle off a shutout win. Uh, like they, they've handled it really well. It's all right. You give them, you give them a pass here tonight. They struggled. They didn't have it. Um, this was maybe the first game where Georgiev struggled, and I'll use that word very lightly because. Yeah, uh, what are you? Which ones of those are you blaming? Right, on what him? are you yeah. pinning on him? The but, slapper from out high, even that screen. But sure, maybe you'd like to sure. see. Sure, cool. So, so there's one of the five. There's one you could maybe ask him to stop. That, that you say, damn, we'd we'd love for him to get another look at that. It's just, uh, yeah, I I, I just. Not to keep repeating myself, but I have a hard time. I have a hard time getting frustrated about a game like this outside of maybe individuals that you'd like to see make better plays, better decisions here or there. Yeah, it, 
let's be honest, on the whole, this is a burn-the-tape type game. There are some things you're going to look at at an individual level, but the team knows what happened tonight. Yeah. They're not, there's no secret about how bad this game was. Burn the tape for everyone but Alex Shelchenyuk and Jean-Luc Fruity. Show them the tape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see if Fruity's still here. I hope he is. Were I you, also hope Cout's healthy, though. So Were you there uh, a couple weeks ago when Bednar told Peter Baugh to check the tape? Was it when Peter had asked if a goal had been scored like that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah, was yeah. off the back, in, in. And yeah, off, like, off the glass, off a goalie, and in. And yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I was so sassy. <laughs> He's uh, Peter goes, have you ever seen a goal yeah. like that? And Jared was like, we've had a couple of them. Betsy, Betsy's had a little sass this year. Dude. I'm not going to lie. He's been a little spicy with this. He, he has. <laughs> actually, I, I, sh- I should clip the video and post it. Uh, he walked in. I think he was, was it? Practice or morning skate down at Ball Arena? He's at skate. Ball. Yeah, yeah, I think it was morning skate. And it was, it, there was just a few of us. It was, it was uh, me, Ryan Bolding, uh, I think JJ, I think AD, Kyle. So just like the very local guy, you know, local people were there every day. And, and Megan and Jared walks in and he goes, man, tight knit group today. Poor Megan. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we all we all feel bad for her that she has to come hang out with us. It's validating. <laughs> the one part that I want to get to, and maybe the one part that frustrated me the most about this game was in the second period. Winnipeg scores the goal. It gets called back for goalie interference. It felt like that was the moment for the Avs to push. Megan, I think you put it as that was the moment for the Avs to apply pressure, something that they're usually very good at. And instead, out of that goal called back, you got two of Winnipeg's best shifts of the game so far, and the puck ends up again in the back of the Avs net. I'm sure Bednar not going to be happy with that effort. Was that just the Avs didn't have it tonight, or was that a little bit more of a slip by them? I think it's a slip because they generally know when to seize the momentum and it happens at different points in a game for them on any given night. Sometimes it's applying pressure in the first early and then they're able to coast a little bit, probably late in the third, that kind of thing. And I just don't think they read that situation for what it was. And I think it goes back to the team buy-in attitude that they are usually very good about all buying into the level of compete necessary to gauge when to apply pressure like that. And they just didn't seize that momentum properly and they don't normally do that but we've seen them make this mistake before and it oftentimes happens at the beginning of a season when there's some new personnel and they are getting familiar with each other and that's why I'm not completely surprised that it happened in a game like tonight because this is a lineup with a lot of new faces and a lot of people getting to know each other like just to include the line that is new hook Galchenyuk and foodie that's just completely new and completely <laughs> it's not meant to be an excuse like if people are feeling dissatisfied with this game i am not suggesting they should feel differently i just don't want people to get carried away with the emotion on on what this that's game it's means. The it's it's Agreed. what we always what we always try to say we're not here making excuses we're here giving context and like what you just said like yeah it's not an excuse it, but that is the reality of the situation is like this game in a vacuum you support this team i'm sure you play pay good money for merchandise or to get tickets to games you expect them to come out and play quality hockey and tonight they were awful there's no two ways around that and you should be upset about that as a fan but like megan said you have to understand just because they were awful tonight doesn't mean they're wake they wake up and will be awful tomorrow well so uh let's go back to the playoffs round two Game two, uh, I believe they dropped that one, what, three to one to the Blues? 
four to one, something like that. Yeah, and it just wasn't a great game, right? They they just yep. didn't play that well. We're never really in it. Yeah. Yep. And we talked to Josh Manson about it in St. Louis a couple days later, and he great he gave a great analogy, and he said, "Look, I know it sounds like an excuse." He goes, "But we just didn't have our legs, and that happens sometimes." And he said, because I think someone asked, like, what, what do you mean when you say you don't have your legs? He said, you know, people go running, right? Go out for a jog. I certainly don't. But <laughs> he said, there are some days you get out of your house and you say, man, I'm feeling great. And you do a, I don't remember what numbers he used, a, a six-minute mile. And then there are some days you leave your house and you are just dragging. It's just not, you're just not feeling it. And you're doing an eight-minute mile. There's nothing wrong with either one of your performances or nothing right. It's just one day you kind of had that extra jump and you were 20 seconds faster than you normally are. One day you didn't have that jump and you're a minute slower than you normally are. It's just, you know, that is what it is. And to me, tonight was a night where they were just a minute slower than they normally are because I think, Megan, you're spot on. This is a team that understands the flow of a game and when you have to capture this moment. Uh, Again, that St. Louis series, Kale talks about the Josh Manson block, how everyone on the bench said, cool, we're not wasting this. And, and, you know, so this team has a good understanding of that. Tonight was just a night where I think they understood that, but the legs just couldn't carry them there necessarily. They knew where they wanted to be, but it just, you just didn't have it going. You know, you didn't have the engine going the way that you normally would. Um, You hope that you shake that off pretty quick and you come back in the next one, you're feeling it a little bit more and, uh, you know, they're able to be slightly more engaged, but, um. Yeah, I, I just I on nights like tonight I I hearken back to the that Josh Manson quote of yeah some sometimes it's a six minute mile sometimes it's an eight just depends on how you're feeling. Well, you know what they should have done to make it the six minute mile instead of the eight. Ag one, absolutely. <laughs> Athletic Greens. Your go-to start to the day, just one scoop in your cup of water in the morning. It'll boost your immune system. A lot of athletes use it as a pre-workout routine. Uh, It's got 75 different vitamins and minerals, probiotics, adaptogens, all sorts of stuff to get your body up and going the way it's supposed to. So check it out today at athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order. When you order, you get a year's supply of vitamin D free along with it. So you can really be taking care of yourself. Make sure you take control of your health today. It is uh, the big swing of flu season. Blazes out with a wicked cough. So I know a couple other people are coming down with the flu. Athletic Greens can help with that. Jump on it today. Athleticgreens.com slash avalanche to order yours. Also, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. When you go over there and sign up with a new account and use code DNVR right now, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their next game, and you get $150 in free bets when you do. That's what, 30 to 1 payout right there? Pretty good money. Jump on it. Wouldn't recommend betting on the (laughs) Avs because they're a little bit in flux all over the place right now. But uh, I, I guess the team you should really bet on is New Jersey. That team can't lose. But uh, go over there. You can bet on that. You can do things like same game parlays to up your odds. Of course, you can bet on all sorts of crazy stuff. Yahir was telling us about the turtle racing again today. If you want to bet on that stuff in their pools, you can uh, you can get creative with DraftKings. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Be sure to use that DNVR code when you sign up for a new account. 
Must be 21, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Second period. The Devils are my uh, Panthers for you this year. I, I feel that. I believe it for sure. Yeah. Where I'm just like, sure. Super fun team. They're not ready. Nah. Just the reality, I think. Yeah. Uh, Bet on plumbing problems in Nashville. Confirmed. And Zamboni problems in Winnipeg. Yeah. Abs are kind of carrying around some dark clouds. Didn't feel cursed from the beginning here? (laughs) Then a fan gets punched in the crowd? knocked out at the start of the... Can we talk about that for a second? AJ said that it was an Avs fan that knocked out a Jets fan. Oh, that's not good. That it was... I guess it was pretty... uh, I guess like he... He got him. Clocked him. Yeah, he got him good. Yeah. All right. Well, the abs didn't go 0 1 tonight then. 1 1. (laughs) One TKO (laughs) and one hockey game loss. Don't fight in the crowds, please. Please Don't don't be those people. He said there was a lot of blood. Oh, no. That is a horrible look. Yeah, Yeah, Ash fans, please don't fight people. Fighting people when you're a fan is dumb and bad. I've really just just never understood (laughs) it. Uh, yeah, I what, like I don't. I yeah, don't yeah, yeah. It. It's so hard to don't be a dick. Like that's well, and it's not even don't be a dick. So I've just, easy. Rather, I've never yeah. understood the people that'll get like upset at a fan that yeah. spun out yeah. at another fan. Right. I did almost get beat up at a CC game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you almost Megan's, get beat up, Megan's or did you thoughts. almost beat know. someone up? I was innocent. I've never done anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Little old me. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I've just, I've, and it's all the people that like in high school were like, "Don't disrespect me." No. And it's like, let's all relax, buddy. I don't yeah, care yeah. about you for a second. The hockey's right. out there. Right. Like, like, yeah, let's all boy, chill out. That hit on Foodie. On yeah, his first he got the uh, he got welcome to the NHL Second, for yeah. real on that Ooh. shift. Damn, that one hit Georgiev and Makar. Yep, it was a uh, it was fate at at a certain point. Yeah, getting back into this game. How do you work through this when you're having an offensive night like this for the Avs? Is there is there anything you can do to get back on the right side of it, or is because I I feel I don't want to feel like it was helpless the whole way and the Avs were just doomed to death here. No, they took chances and they not only outshot Winnipeg, but they had more high danger chances. They just couldn't finish. So the only advice would be to have peppered them even more but i don't know or to have finished honestly and just finish that's all just finish <laughs> all right, right it's not easy watching this commercial start to finish it is a little weird <laughs> thank you <laughs> no no anyway this commercial that our viewers cannot see yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just I, I missed the first part of that so that's why i was like oh that's just like what she does but no that went from like him tracking his golf ball to being weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, again, you look at the underlying process of this game, and it's really not that bad for Colorado. Nope. They heavily outshot Winnipeg, certainly through the first two periods when the game still mattered, and got goalied to a certain extent, or did they do it to themselves? Credit Connor Hellebuck or the Avs suck? Oh, definitely credit to Connor Hallebuck. 4K to- no los tos. Fair. Can definitely be both. Inclusive or. <laughs> this might be a bold take. I didn't think Winnipeg 
starkly looked like the better team, I, I did think Hellebuck looked great. Mm -hmm. um, and so credit to him in net completely. But it just didn't feel like the ice was so tilted in favor of Winnipeg. No. The Avs didn't stand a chance. I, mm -hmm. I actually felt like as far as I, generating chances, Avs yeah. looked better. I agree. I, I think the wheels came off in the second period a little bit for Colorado. But the first half of the game, yeah, it was one penalty that cost the Avs. And then... A, a few shifts in the second period after the goal gets called back that weren't their best. But other than that, they controlled a lot of the game and then it got out of hand with yeah. Winnipeg's third goal. I was going to say, see, to me, more than the wheels coming off, it was just out the of reach game, at the that game point. got away yeah. from the abs and, and they all uh, silver, not silver lining, but like overly optimistic view. Homer look at it is. That's a veteran team. The leaders on that bench kind of looked up. And they were like, "Yeah, we're probably not getting back in this one. Like, we don't have the legs. We don't have the we don't have the depth." And I think everything just kind of like, yeah, shifted into cruise control mode, into don't get hurt mode. Okay. Bigger problem: as lack of finishing from their star forwards, or Sam Gerrard's play. <laughs> Wait, ask that again. Bigger problem tonight, Av's lack of finishing from their star forwards or Sam Gerrard struggles. Do you want to go? Do you have anything? Because I, I, I may have an, another. This will come as a surprise to you. Another I little tirade. I am not personally baited into hating on Sam Gerrard for a single game. He has recently returned from injury. <laughs> I can't tell if that's a no, disagreement. Yes, thank you, Jesus Christ. He's recently returned from injury. He is getting his legs under him. We've right. said that a lot. But and it's not to excuse, because I know people have seen frustrating games from Gerard. I just feel like he's an easy player to hyperfixate on. And we are, this is a decor that's missing Bo Byram. And I don't want to say Curtis McDermott is the lifeblood of them, but this <laughs> is also a decor that has Jacob McDonald and. Jacob McDonald has his limitations, and I think we see that in a game like tonight. Yep. And so we're not, I don't know that, you know, Gerard's back at 100% just in terms of, like, not health-wise, just uh, game play pace-wise. And that's why I don't want to hyper-fixate on this game individually and get carried away. I, I just, I the the Gerard hate just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not even, like, that big, like, I'm not a huge Gerard guy. I, 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 I think he's much more skilled than people give him credit for. He's a phenomenal skater. He moves the puck well. He had some bad turnovers tonight, but like... Well, it, so the thing with Sam Gerrard is it's really easy to see the bad plays, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think you and I were both talking during his first shift where it's like, man, how does this Josh Manson pairing feel with Sam Gerrard on it now? Yeah. Manson loses the puck and Gerrard jumps up and bails him out yeah. and knocks the puck into the neutral zone. And nobody remembers that play. Right, right. Nobody remembers the good plays unless they're scoring goals or literally like saving a goal. Yeah, yeah. So I do. And and to be clear, Gerard was bad tonight. I'm not trying to say he was good, but I think people like to gloss over the good parts of games when a player well, has a night like this. It's uh, confirmation bias. It's, you know, anecdotal yep. evidence where people have written him off so hard in the defensive zone that you are correct. Anytime he makes a great play in the defensive zone, they go, whoa, whoa, it's about time. It's like, yeah, it's his fifth nice play in his own end tonight, but whatever. And then, yeah, he makes a bad pass or he has a turnover, you know, whatever behind the net because he's one of those guys. I think he's a, he's a better version of Tyson Berry, in my opinion. He's not 
as much on the offense. But, but significantly but, better defensively. Right. Yeah. But he's just he's one of those guys like he's got his lumps and you live with them. Because you, you trust that he'll make more plays than he will bad. He's a great skater. He fits into what they like to do. And yeah, I, I just Ma- Megan, I'm totally with you. Like he's you're not looking for an excuse. He's coming back from an injury. He's getting his legs underneath him. And for a player whose entire game is built around his legs and his skating ability, it's going to take him a minute to get back into it. And, and I just, everyone wants to call for them to trade him, but I just, I reiterate again and again and again and again, trade that dude to 16 of the 32 NHL teams, and he's dropped in night one, no questions asked, a top-pairing defenseman. Yep. Like, no doubt on half the teams in the league, at least half the teams, if not a few more than that. He's, the Avs have him on a second pair, yeah. paired perfectly with a guy like Josh Manson. Not a single team in the league that wouldn't have him in the top four. Right, right. He had an off night. He wasn't good tonight. I'm not going to deny that for a second, but the, the... Toronto would literally cut a bitch to have Sam Gerrard on their team right now. Or Edmonton. Do you know what Edmonton would do to have a guy that has the defensive prowess that Sam Gerrard has? Yes, I know. That's my point. Like, like oh, they would love a guy as good in his own zone as Sam Gerrard up in Edmonton. It's just the truth. Uh, and Avs fans are trying to run him out of town every week. They got to have somebody to hate, I guess. Here's, I here's the team that Megan hates above all else, the yeah, other AAA team in town. Even- <laughs> Megan's AAA rival. Big AAA girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Big into AAA. You, if you had to fight a mythical creature like a Thunderbird <laughs> to the death, <laughs> do you think you could win? Should we ask everyone to participate? <laughs> yes. How sure are you that Thunderbirds don't exist? Yeah, yeah. I'm not that confident. I, they, I mean, they could. Well, is yeah. it, is no, it, isn't honest. there a type of bird that like has a nickname? Probably, yeah. Thunderbird. <laughs> Technically, the Avs won on the deserve to win meter so I think that... Uh, that's what really counts. That's what really counts. Definitely not the points Put or anything. standings, yep. Uh, <laughs> look. I, I'm curious. This is a question I wanted to ask. What did you guys think of Makar's game tonight? Because it wasn't perfect. Obviously, the goal at the end of the game is like borderline hilarious. But especially early on, I thought he was doing a very good job. He was moving pucks extremely well. Unfortunately, his teammates were letting him down a little bit. Yeah, no, I thought some of the best made chances came off Makar's stick in in one way or another. And if you'd removed the goal against at the end of the game, I still would have walked away from this feeling really good about how Kale Makar played, especially compared to, like, nobody got on the score sheet in goal. So it's just kind of how this game plays out but i actually really like most of kale mccarr's game tonight same even um even his reaction to that last goal going in because it summed up everybody's feelings <laughs> and that's when you knew they're pretty deflated like he's obviously de- deflated because of what has just happened but it was also reflected in the play that they were just some guys that don't normally miss out on assignments or a step behind to getting to completing them and you notice that tonight and that is not the work ethic you are used to seeing from this team and it goes back to the buy-in that we talked about well yeah that that just reaction of McCarr slumping over after that is the 
I am checking out of tonight. <laughs> we are done here. My Putting this one behind us. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know Riker talked about it. We were all calling it out, and then when they came back from the TV timeout, he was talking a little bit about it. Uh, I, I, the Abs should have had a penalty shot tonight. Yep. From every very true from everything that I have seen, uh, I believe that was when the score was two to nothing. The Abs should have gotten uh, a penalty shot. It looked pretty clear to me, uh, and I've kept his name in the forefront of my mind all night until right just now. Whoever that was for the Jets, uh, when there was a scramble for the puck in the crease, looked like he scooped it right off the goal line and t uh, tucked it underneath himself to get a whistle. Um, that is, an, by rule, a, an automatic penalty shot. I don't know yep, why that you wasn't. You can't palm the puck in the crease. I, <laughs> I don't know why that wasn't called. Uh, but Especially given how long they refused to yeah, blow the whistle it was on Nate that Schmidt, play. Thank you. There right. you go. Yeah, the ref was right there. I, I actually, huge credit to the ref for keeping track of the puck and keeping the play alive. Uh, but then he watched <laughs> Nate Schmidt scoop the puck right under his own belly and eat the play and nothing. So I just thought that was weird. Yeah. And I, you know, it is what it is. The Avs lost a special teams battle ultimately tonight, unable to score, obviously, and also gave up <laughs> the, what ends up being the game winning goal on their first penalty. Let me know when you're game. about to do a read. Cause I'm going to pose a question to go them. for it. Now's the time. Well, so Rudo and I both said that you're effed either way, but there was a little bit of debate here. If you were unarmed, <laughs> Do you think you'd have a better chance of winning a fight with a gorilla or a lion? <laughs> There's a whole chart here with different animals, yeah. but this was the one that seemed to get the room hung up. Which one? Yeah, yeah. so Would you I just fare better <laughs> wanted to put that out there while you... If you need to think about this question business, a little bit, yeah. did some business. you might need a few Breck brews in you to convince <laughs> yourself one way or the other. On this question. So get yourself some Breckenridge Brewery, eight different kinds on tap here at the bar, and eight different kinds, more than eight. There's like 35 different kinds of Breck Brew out there. I saw their Christmas ales going around again. There's the uh, their winter ale, which is different from their Christmas ale, to be clear. So that's another option. Tons of beers out there. Go to breckbrew.com to find them all. You can find them at a local liquor store near you with their beer locator there. Check them out. Uh, a lot of people saying lion, which, like, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, you're dead either way, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Easier is a funny word. Yeah, <laughs> relatively. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of relative facts going on it's there. It's not very easy, it's just easier. <laughs> so, going forward, you know, Martin Count might come back. It's a minor additional piece. Is it a step up from Foodie? Yeah, sure. But the Avs are still months, probably away from getting a top six forward back. Maybe Erod comes back early and you feel better about it, but it could be I up think, to four I think, weeks. I think Val. You think he's that close? I'd say, I think two, he, I'd say two to three. You think, well, I mean, great. Good news. Yeah. But you're still, say, at, at best case scenario, you are two weeks away from seeing the Avs get a top six forward back. What do they have to do to survive the next two weeks? 
Uh, this is a bad answer, but it's <laughs> you've got to have more games like what you had a couple nights ago against Dallas, where you have one period where you've really found your game, kind of impose your will, you set the pace, and then the other two you can kind of just survive a bit. Um, but I mean, you you, you just. 500 on the road, more more team efforts like what we've seen against Dallas twice in the last week. Okay. Not a wrong answer. I think that there are better games ahead for Galchanyuk than what we saw tonight. Mm. And so I think that if we could get a third line going to some degree, take a little pressure off of a second line that's also a third line right now, and alleviate some of the pressure from the top line and get scoring from middle six and top line in a given game. It's a formula for winning. They just need a little bit more from depth. And I don't feel like I'm asking for much there. I'm really just looking for somebody in the bottom nine at this point. And, and that's where Megan, I think you just mentioned his name, Galchenyuk. I'm so interested to watch how he develops here. Like I'll go ahead and use that term. I know he's 28, but like you really are kind of on a development path with him. Um, I, I'm really anxious to see because I think that's a guy that I didn't have an issue with him tonight. He was pretty limited. Um, but that's a dude who you talk about adding some offense. He's got the ability to, if they can get him bought into the way that this team plays. Um, that's a guy who I think could make a big difference. Yeah. That if you guys have more to say on him, I know you mentioned a couple of plays on Galchenyuk. Go ahead. I don't want to cut you off, but I know I, there were he played what eleven minutes tonight. So, uh, yeah, it, it was interesting. They did move him around a little bit. He took some shifts with LOC and some other things. So I do think they'll probably continue to experiment there, and we'll see where it leads. Hopefully, towards better things. I mean, just for the record, chat the Avs are like. A billion and one in Boston. They like dominate that team for whatever reason. <laughs> it's it's just it, it's a weird freak thing that the Evs do. Uh, Someone asked you know. me what I thought about Avalanche National Treasure last week, and I had no idea what the f they were talking. Yeah, about. I I saw it after the fact, but they played it before the Washington game, I guess. And it's just Keith running around Washington with a fake declaration of independence right <laughs> like to uh, my understanding <laughs> yes i believe that is essentially what it is okay just checking i have no thoughts they also you could tell one of the scenes they use the iphone cinematic mode to make it sure <laughs> uh and it happened it definitely happened it's a, I, I i still haven't seen it with the volume on so i, I don't know i, I you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. We have a couple super chats, then we'll get to our final thoughts, and we'll get you out of here. No oh, long to keep you long. Well. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we'll, yeah, get yeah, yeah we'll get to yeah, that. We'll get to that, too. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure yeah, I worked really hard on this. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great one. Trust us. Uh, $2 from Degro. Can't blame them one bit since we stole some games. And, and this is where I'm at. Taking it in context, taking it over the last stretch of games... The Avs are still playing above 500 with this lineup, and I just don't think it's realistic to ask for more than that. 
And then, Drew, you continue to be an absolute crazy person. Bumping it up to nearly $70 this time. Tickets to the game, $500. Drinks to the game, $70. Fight in the stands being the most entertaining part of the night. Priceless. Mm -hmm. Take the game tape and burn it and on to Buffalo. Thank you very much, Drew. Thanks, Drew. Uh, As we're shut out. So, you know, we have a king of the game, but the king of the game probably shouldn't even really be the king of the game because the king or kings. I was going to say. we The royal couple. King and queen. (laughs) The royal couple is not John Luke Foodie's parents. The the monarchy of the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Big credit to Megan here. Yeah, she called it. They put the this nice looking couple on the screen, labeled it Jean Luc Foodie's mom and dad, and Megan goes, "Wow, they look Way not at all yeah. like how I remember having seen them, or that's not at all what I think." Huh? Wow, that's I can tell you were like very perturbed by it. you were like that's <laughs> I thought, especially crazy. the woman is like, did she age? <laughs> right. No offense to this woman, right, right, or right. This man, yeah. But yeah, I, I, Megan Megan had it immediately, and they come back from the next TV timeout. They were like, "Actually, these are John Luke Foodie's parents, <laughs> not that last couple, but the couple that sat sitting right next to them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the couple that wasn't kings of the game because I don't know. I think I enjoyed that moment more than anything. Else I don't that like. I don't know if like someone came by and told them or not, but when they showed his actual parents, the other couple was like. Pope slapping yeah. hands and like <laughs> they thought we were you is yeah. what it looked like was happening. So <laughs> I, I'd have to imagine they got a screenshot from yeah, someone. Yeah. I'm sure that there had to be some family member watching that. Like who? <laughs> Mom and dad? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. William Foodies at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, that'd be wild. Jeez. I, yeah, I made this game really. Now, the more I think about it, this game was just completely cursed. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> Wrong parents. Zamboni broke down before the game even started. We were doing anthems until 25 minutes past puck drop. There was never any hope. <laughs> Should have known better. Yeah. In any case, did this game suck? Yeah. All right. Is anyone on this show worried about it significantly beyond tonight? No. I'll, I'll open up final thoughts to anything else from you guys. Burn it. On to the next one. Same, same. Real quick before we do head out, we got 50 votes on the can we beat a thunder? Yes! 54% said yes. 46% said no. All right. Yeah. We're going to randomly draw one of you out of a hat and you have to fight Troy Terry. <laughs> <laughs> You have to get through me first. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> the, the official Thunderbird gatekeeper, Megan Angley. <laughs> that was, I think, the most upset I've seen you since you, were you started. You were mad, yeah. Rudo and I, we weren't even talking shit. We were just fully. not fully giving the Thunderbirds an appropriate amount of credit, according to Megan. <laughs> For their NHL production, and I just want to publicly apologize to Megan for making her so upset. Thank you, Maddie. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, before I get buried even further in the comments, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us. We will be back with a regular show tomorrow afternoon. And uh, yeah, then it's into a regular every other day schedule for the Evs. Uh, 
assuming no more games get postponed. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate y'all, and we will talk to you on the next one.